loose. I got enough to go around, and the thought takes place uptown. I grew up on a sidewalk while I was street talking. They talk to all New York. I go to Queens for Queens to get the food from Brooklyn. They phony in my hat and they never been took it. Go uptown to the Bronx and boogie down. Cause strong on the island, the cool can lay around. Time to build my juice back up. Pop back up. Suckers get smacked up. Don't doubt the clout. You know what I'm about. I hope it's all knocking it down. Shaking them up. Waking them up. Happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday, and I hope everybody has been safe out there. It is 7 o'clock, and it is time for another episode of Uproot on Air, brought to you by East Broadcast Network in association with Uproot INC, and I'm your host, Antoine Dean. Sit back, relax, and get ready for another half hour. It's been a while on purpose. We've been watching and monitoring the world as it's going through this pandemic, and I also want to offer some words of encouragement, uh, a little information and uh, talking about the government's role in how it's going to change what we're going to be doing as far as our rights. So you guys sit back, relax and get ready for another half hour with another Uproot on there. Hey, yo, Black, it's time, word. Bird. Bird's timing. All right, guys, welcome back from the break. And before we get started, we just want to say thanks to all of the healthcare workers out there, to all of my friends and my family that work in healthcare, and all of your friends and family that work in healthcare. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay abreast of what's going on. So, all of the people who work in public safety, the firefighters, the EMT workers, the EMS workers, the law enforcement officers, who all are on the front lines risking their lives every day. Our hearts and minds and thoughts go out to you. Stay healthy, stay protected, and stay vigilant in your efforts to help people every day, but also take care of yourself and your families. So this virus is taking people's lives, and this virus is making people sick, and it is a very bad thing that's going on right now. So we've just been kind of kicked back learning and learning and learning and being patient, having patience, because this organization works on talking and meeting with people. And right now we're not able to do that. So we've just been kind of laying back and trying to figure out what our next steps are. So we still can do the podcast. We're working on some ideas to go virtual, um, but that stuff takes time. And it is a nonprofit organization and it takes resources. And right now, you know how that goes because of everything being um, pretty much closed down. But if you really think about it, it's kind of been in the works. A lot of this stuff that's happened um, has been geared towards um, what we're seeing now with the social distancing. A lot of the shopping uh, things that we have uh, as far as the deliveries and stuff like that were all in effect prior to this virus. So maybe that was a a key sign of telling that they knew something was going to happen. And 
with that being said, what is the government's role in facilitating safety and how does the government and law enforcement play a part in this pandemic? Well, I did a post maybe like a week ago describing that now is not the time to get into infractions with law enforcement or any federal agency or any agency that's on heighten because we might be looking at going into a martial law situation. Maybe and maybe not. Well, you have curfews that are being put in place for certain major cities and some of the law enforcement officers that I've talked to, as well as the, the sh- sheriff deputies and um, troopers in other states, have um, had the solely duty of trying to enforce these uh, stay-at-home rules. And some of them don't like it because it, they think it's an infringement, but also they have to do their jobs. But you as a, a community have to understand that when you're dealing with what we have going on right now, the rules of engagement are going to change. They're going to be a little bit more different. They're going to be a little more harsher towards anybody that's going to break any of the rules. So if you see the videos and they're being posted as much as they used to be um, of law enforcement officers breaking up parties and things like that, you have to understand that in order for you as a person to stay safe, I know you may not think that the virus is real, but people are getting sick and are dying. But for your own safety, like I've always talked about, don't give the people the keys to Ferraris if you don't want them to ride in them. And what I mean by that is, you know what's going on. Take some responsibility for your actions. To a certain degree, you know that law enforcement hasn't changed since the coronavirus started. You know that there were issues in certain communities, maybe African-American communities and Hispanic communities and so on and so forth with law enforcement officers. Now that this pandemic has started and they've been given a little bit more authority to be able to tell you what you cannot do and where you cannot go and what time, don't put yourself in a position to where the brutality can still exist for you because it will. And at a point that we're at right now, it might not even be looked at as a problem because you might be looked at as more of a problem. And Listen to what I'm saying. It's not a wrong or right for you. It's a survival thing until things can get into a place that it changes because it hasn't changed. This virus is really regulating whether or not people who have morals are really going to exist. And if the people who are in their uniforms or people running the country don't have those morals and they can make laws that are more stringent upon you because of something that you didn't want to do in the first place, you think is hard now. Wait until martial law starts, if it happens. If martial law is created and the government designates the army or the armed forces to police the streets, your rights don't exist at that point in time frame because the army doesn't exist within the Constitution. It's outside of it differently because they're usually activated in during the wartime or to keep peaceful missions or maritime or martial law. So if you're told to do something and you don't do it, you think it's harsh now, then it's going to be severe or you on, excuse me, the words on it coming out of my face right now, it's going to be way more severe on you than it was before. So don't do that to yourself. Don't put yourself in a position to where that could happen to you. It's not worth it. Your ego is not worth getting killed over or your family members getting killed over. Just like this virus, stay at home if you don't have to be out. Stay at home and self-medicate if you have mild um, symptoms. Don't put yourself in a precarious situation to where you can get sick 
or make your loved one sick or even get yourself killed by not doing what law enforcement officers are telling you to do. If they're telling you to go home, just go home. If they're telling you to get off the street, get off the street, don't argue. If you're not essential, if you're not going to work, if you're not going to get food. And a lot of the guys, like I said, <clears throat> when talking to them, they don't really want to have to enforce that. And they don't even feel like they can. But the ones that can will and they will do it. So don't give them a reason to hurt you because they will. That's what I'm saying. And they will kill you. It's not changed. And it's obvious that if this situation gets worse, then it's going to be more and more stringent for everybody. We'll be back after the break. All right, guys, welcome back. So what is coronavirus? Well, I'm going to be taking some information off of the World Health Organization and the CDC's website to give you what is considered the facts about what the coronavirus is, according to them. Coronavirus is, are named for their crown-like spikes on the surface. There are four main subgroupings of coronavirus known as alpha, beta, gamma, and delta. Human coronavirus were first identified in the mid-1960s. The seven coronavirus that can affect people are they're broken down in two categories, common human coronaviruses. The first one is 229E, alpha coronavirus. The second is NL63, alpha coronavirus. The third is OC43, beta coronavirus. And the fourth is HKU1, beta coronavirus. Now, the other coronaviruses, the MERS called V coronavirus, is a beta coronavirus at the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, or MERS. Sixth coronavirus is the SARS-CoV, the beta coronavirus that causes severe acute respiratory syndrome, or SARS. Now, the seventh one, which is the one that is currently causing the pandemic in the world, is SARS-CoV-2, the novel coronavirus that causes coronavirus diseases in 2019, or COVID-19. People around the world commonly get infected with the human coronaviruses 229E, which is the first one, NL63, which is the second, and OC43, which is the fourth one, and HKU1, which is the, the, I'm sorry, the fourth one is HKU1. Sometimes coronaviruses that affect animals can involve and make people sick and become a new human coronavirus. Three recent examples, which are 2019 NCoV, SARS-CoV, and MERS-CoV, which is the one that we're dealing with right now, which is the CoV-2. So that's what they're saying is the mutation that we're currently dealing with. So how do you prevent the coronavirus from spreading? <clears throat> well, my friend who works for the CDC informed me that 
taking uh, your hygiene to the next level is something that most people don't do. So washing your hands after touching things before you touch your face, which is your eyes and your mouth and your nose is how it's getting in you. But they're also doing studies that saying that people are carriers of the coronavirus. What does that sound like? Not even being sick or showing symptoms of this virus can also be uh, carriers of the virus or are called assumptions, which means that this person cannot show any signs of the coronavirus, but can transmit the coronavirus to others by touching surfaces. And um, once the person touches the surface, it can live on the surface for however long. So there are people that can contract the disease and not even be sick and can touch things. So wearing face masks and wearing gloves is important when you're touching stuff. When you cough or sneeze, it becomes airborne and lives on surfaces or lives in the air, touches that surface. And once you touch that surface, if it's infected uh, with the COVID-19 and you can touch your face and your mouth or whatever, then you're going to contract it versus you washing your hands. So washing your hands frequently after touching surfaces is key. Making sure you don't touch your eyes, your mouth, or your nose during that time frame before you are making contact with soap and water or using some form of hand sanitizer. Symptoms of the coronavirus vary widely. Many people experience um, symptoms within 1 to 14 days of the being exposed. The common symptom of coronavirus fever, tiredness, and dry cough. Most About 80% recover from disease without needing medical treatment. But rare occasions, disease can be fatal. In older people and people with medical conditions such as asthma, diabetes, or heart disease, and many other vulnerable uh, respiratory infections that they already have, they become severely ill. People may experience cough, fever, tiredness, difficult breathing. It can be severe to mild. Again, you can be a carrier of the coronavirus and not even know it. And that's what they call it, asymptomatic. I'm probably saying that absolutely wrong. I'm going to spell it for you. A-S-Y-M-P-T-O-M-A-T-I-C. Asymptomatic. And you can also have presymptomatic, which is a mildly, uh, mild case of it. So that's information that you can get from the CDC. What does all of that mean? It means wash your hands. Don't touch your face. You out in public, wash your clothes. Um, don't lay around with the clothes that you had on when you get in the bed. So if you're going out and you're working, you touch stuff, you touch your clothes, your clothes touch stuff. When you get home, separate those clothes that you had. Wash them, take a shower, so on and so forth. When you touch something while you're out, get some wipes or some uh, hand sanitizer if you can find it and constantly be washing your hands and make sure that you're putting lotion and stuff on because you don't want to dry your skin out. On a solid note, though, if you are going to wear a mask and gloves out, change the mask and gloves frequently because if you're and I watched this the other day and I think this is crazy. People touch buggies when they go into grocery stores with the same gloves that they're 
reaching into their pockets and grabbing their phones and putting their phones to their faces and they're grabbing their steering wheels. If you're wearing the same mask and gloves all day long, you're gonna more than likely contract coronavirus. Use your your minds, your, your thinking caps, people. You can't walk around all day long touching stuff with the same gloves that you're touching your, your cars and your houses and your phones with and thinking that you're safe because you're not. If you're not changing your gloves frequently and their mask frequently, then you're going to give it to somebody if you're not going to give it to yourself. Think about that for a second. You're touching stuff every day, all day, and you're using the same stuff that you're using the phones that you're touching with. The same surfaces. So you have to think. Yes, it's great to use the gloves and the mask if you need to, but if you're not going to change them out, it's not going to do you any good. We'll be back after this break. So I know we talked about martial law and the differences in the enforcement of it. So I went to militarytimes.com, which is a, uh, a newsletter for the military that briefly gives a uh, understanding of what martial law is in a little bit more in depth. And <clears throat> the article was written um, March 17th. And the title is, Will Coronavirus Lead to Martial Law? So at the beginning of the article, it says, as of Tuesday, warding 1,500 Guard personnel, which is the National Guard, and about 22 states were called up to aid efforts to stop the spread of the COVID-19 as the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus a pandemic on March 11th which the president, following two days later, classified the virus as a national emergency. Two governors, one in California and one in Florida, says that there is no need for martial law. We have an established framework of enforcement and authority. We have the capacity to do that, but we are not feeling at the moment the need for martial laws, says the governor of California. Um, Following Monday, Florida Senator also tweeted with a spelling error, according to the article, that he wants everyone to stop spreading the misinformation that martial law will be enacted. It's stupid rumors and it's completely false. There will be closing and restrictions of businesses and non-essential businesses in certain cities and states, but no martial law. Now, what is martial law? This is important for you to understand. So listen to this definition. In simple terms... Martial law is the replacement of civil rule with temporary military authority. Now, what does that mean? Well, I'm going to get to that. Military authority in a time of crisis. Well, we're in one. I'm not saying martial law is going to be infected, but I'm telling you, these are some of the elements that 
can deem what martial law can become. While its imposition is rare, the United States does not have does have several noteworthy instances where martial law came into play, including times of war, natural disasters, and civil disputes. Though there is no precise definition of martial law, the precedent in the United States holds that under it, certain civil abilities will and may be suspended, such as the right to be free of unreasonable search and seizures, which is a Fourth Amendment right, freedom of association and freedom of movement, which is the First Amendment right, and the writ of habeas corpus, which is the Fifth Amendment, the right to a trial before imprisonment may be suspended according to the legal journal. So you have to understand when I'm telling you in this time, law enforcement can be enacted to take away your civil liberties if it is necessary. So the gatherings that you see, you know, the officers um, dispersing, well, they most states have made um, a law um, that states that you can't gather more than 50 people at a time frame and you can't be out in certain time frames. There's an active curfew going on because of this virus. So I'm telling you, don't violate the curfews. Don't violate the uh, more than 50 people or more than 10 people rule, whatever it is, because it changes. Um, I think they're discovering that 10 people was the minimum of, of amount of people that they wanted to have congregating. It's important because you don't want to put yourself in a position to where that if there's more causes to say, well, let's enact it, let's impose it because people aren't listening. And then the military takes over completely and takes away from the enforcement that you have locally, then your liberties are going to be taken away from you completely. The liberties that you hold dear, like your Fourth Amendment rights, your Fifth Amendment rights and your First Amendment rights. It's important to understand that in this time frame and in times of crisis and duress for these countries and these don't add fuel for yourself. If you're healthy and happy and safe, keep it that way. There are people who are really sick with this virus. There are people who need help and people who can't receive it. And then there are people who are uh, not taking it serious. Now, I know there's a lot of rumors out now. I know there's a lot of conspiracies going around. Whether it's a conspiracy or not, the virus is real. So take it serious. And enactment of law enforcement can change. So take that seriously also. So be cognizant of your actions and what you're doing. If you're not supposed to be out, don't be out. If you are out and you get stopped, don't argue, don't fight. I've always told you, and it's not going to change, trying to win that battle with law enforcement on the side of the road is a future point. Some You might win it on the side of the road. You might get lucky. But most of the, us, the majority of us, will not get lucky. And it's going to end badly for us. So don't fight it on the side of the road. Right now, it's not even the time to even put yourself in a position to do that. Because you don't know what these officers are going to do. And I'm just being honest with you. Um, you don't know what they've been told past what we know. We don't have that information. I don't have that information at this time frame. My sources aren't saying too many things right now, except that they're trying to get a handle on these things and and they're really not trying to enforce 
the curfew if it's not necessary. They're trying to let people uh, do what they need to do and go about their business because they don't want to get sick also, which I can understand that. So you shouldn't want to be sick. So stay at home if you don't have to be out. Don't get yourself in situations that you don't have to necessarily be in. Don't get into arguments with law enforcement right now. Don't get into arguments with anybody right now. Take this time to reflect, to learn how to do something, to get better at, at you. It's, it's a good time for inner peace and tranquility and all those great words that you've probably heard but don't even think about using. It's a good time for reflection. So everybody, stay safe out there. And as always, you can reach us on our website, www.uprootinc.com. You can like us, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we are working on becoming virtual in this time of uh, COVID-19. So if you want to get some training, and um, we have many, many, many ways of doing that now with the way uh, these cellular devices and Zoom and all of these uh, go-to-meeting apps work. We can set up a time frame. We can set up a, uh, a schedule and we can do it that way. So you know how to get at us, www.uprootinc.com. And until the next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and practice good hygiene. All right, fam.
Back when rappers wouldn't dare play lyrical roulette With an automatic weapon, I was rapping with a tech Fresh like Manny B, chain like Andy Freeze Shoebox full of cash, dealer man, hand me keys Pantries full of arm and hammer, don't take Nancy Drew to see what it do, I'm a damn cheat Just sent a million dollars to a hands-free That's big money talk, can you answer me? Before the answer was a three, I was down in Georgetown with a Hoya chick, lawyer chick. Show he's rich now, cause he saw the shit, all the shit. Swally call him home, cause he came before all the shit. Bought a six, quarter seven, skipped on a quarter eight. Bought a nine for nine, stop clockwork all the time. Guess who's back? Since this is a new era, got a fresh new hat. Ten year veteran. I've been set up been through with this bullshit game, but I never can. I used to think rapping at 38 was ill. Well, last year alone, I closed 38 mil. I know I ain't quite 38, but still, the flow's so special. Got a 38 feel. The real is back.